All right. I, I have a feeling that the uh, your crackhead story would not fly that well at the fly moth the radio. Are you serious? There's crackheads. Okay. NPR you crackheads. Not learning. Yeah, I'm humanizing them. Right. I was right on their right. vagrant I, level I, of felonies stealing <laughs> <laughs> property. I was immersing myself for a theater role. No, that's some bullshit. <laughs> Practicing for a play at the Blanford Recreational Center. Yeah. All right, here we go. Randy. On tonight's episode of the Red Eye Report, we talk about slums. No, we're not talking about slumming it up with Ashtray's mom. We're looking at one of the what? largest. Yep, I'm sorry, dude. We're Come talking on. about one of the largest habitation chunks on the planet to the tune of one billion people worldwide. With me wow. tonight is the aforementioned Ashtray. He claims that he's moving into a new apartment, but I'm convinced he's shacking up at the tent city down the street, looking for dangerous encounters amongst the inhabitants. Oh. I hope he, <laughs> I hope you're prepared for the warm embrace of monkeypox. Well, who's to say that itch isn't more than a spider bite? <laughs> Next to Ashtray is the mm-hmm. Mighty Mystic, purveyor of stolen motorcycle parts and sewage pipes. I'd rip on him some more, but I'm pretty sure he's fashioning some type of Kawasaki shit tube battle mech. I can't wait to watch the carnage on Live Leak. <laughs> His name's gonna be Harry. Nice. Name for all the the shitty hairballs. We also have T-Rex Teddy, born with disfigured and horrifically short arms. Teddy was always last in line when it came to getting his rations for the day in the slum that is known as Detroit. Fuck you, Teddy Detroit. And I'm doing the whole show just like this to show my fury and not a giraffe. Finally, there's me, Orc Oracle. That's my stage name down at the local slum social club where I pedal water and other services. What can I say? A buck is a buck. And this right. is the Red Eye Report. Rub their bunions or something? <laughs> Did you say you pedal water? Pedal water and give handies. I mean, other services. Yeah, right. <laughs> Vaseline and oh. Ben Gay. So good. I can't, I, can't, I can't remember it. Shit, never mind. All right, so... I finished Arcane recently. You guys watch that show on Netflix, Arcane? No. What's that about? Do you, do you know that show was, was, was animated inside of a game engine? It's insane. It's it based off a video game? Yeah. Like, it's, it's fucking... And the first thing oh, you need to see... Oh, is that... Kind of like, yeah, is that based yeah. on some... Yeah, it's a... What yeah. is it? Uh, World of Warcraft or some... Uh, League Dota. of Legends. Dota. Or Dota? League of Legends. Yeah. League of Le- yeah. League so, Legends. and yeah. basically it's got like this city and then an adjacent slum and that's really where the the tensions are and kind of got me thinking about slums uh i haven't checked and in on writers. slums in a while here so let's well, we pull start, up some fucking listserv oh yeah before we get going here uh pause yeah. for the cause our weekly benefit event <coughs> for the dane county <coughs> humane society and which animal are we sponsoring tonight uh, this is for, for uh, the Kali Lassie, not Lassie, it's last 
last the uh, last season retarded cousin who never got Timmy out of the well. <laughs> <laughs> just fell game. into the well with, it pushed with Tim. Timmy into the well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then chased the chicken around for four hours and forgot about it. <laughs> the chicken had it coming. And yes, I said retarded. I'm old enough to say it. Shame. <laughs> I, I already. What, what was the word that we were talking about? The, uh, the, they. Uh, spaz. spaz, that's right. Spaz, yeah. So important, I already you forgot can't about it. Don't say it in Australia. Right. Don't say it in Australia. You get into a fight. Right, but you can drop cunt like a motherfucker. I swear to God, did I tell you guys that I went and watched Airheads? Yep. After mm. that, and they mm -hmm. said spaz twice, retard twice, and faggot once. <laughs> that was 1994, man. You know no, what I mean? Tropic Thunderbird, right. 28 before, years. Before, before, before Robbie Downey Jr. played Iron Man, he was a black man, okay? Yeah, he was. And it was, all, and it was awesome. Playing a dude disguised as another dude. Yeah, you know, like, I don't think you can say faggot in a movie unless you were gay and saying it sassy. You know? All right, we're not going to hijack his stuff. No, no, go, keep going, Oracle. Keep going. All right. Hey, do this to me. I, I'm not going to participate. Go, go, go. I'm not going to do it to you. Go. Okay, so uh, I was really surprised once I started looking up slums, how many people actually lives in, live in slums around the world. They estimate that it's one it? billion people living in slums. So, but what's the definition of a slum? Like a seventh of the population. Yeah, a seventh of the population. Like no so, so exactly. So, a slum is something that doesn't have utilities, doesn't have water, doesn't have sewer. You know, possibly not electricity. Many times, not electricity. Um, and they're highly des uh, highly populated areas. Um, around the world basically, is that considered basically anything from a tent city like a homeless encampment up to a favela well you know, like you know favelas what? yeah are, like they they're basically just all building themselves right so they are buildings that are built kind of no sanctioned buildings or anything uh you just kind of build whatever the fuck you have available to you and i was Cinder looking up for days yeah i was looking I will, up I what? Do I, I only know of the word favela uh, because of uh, Call of Duty, mm. and that's what that's what I learned what favela was. Yeah, because it's a, a great map mission. Favela and it's yeah, it, and it's a fucking it's a downward it's a downward slum. You have to fight through it. It's right. not a pretty cool map, but yeah, yeah, that's how I learned about it. Yeah. So I Thank looked up reference. Yeah, I looked up slums in the u.s and really there are there are tent cities that exist in the u.s and there are huge homeless encampments especially out in california in los angeles and in san francisco but honestly these don't hold a candle to the slums that are around the world and really with the the code um law things like that there's a lot tighter kind of there aren't really there are areas where they kind of let these encampments but they're not letting uh these huge sprawling uh hundreds of thousands of people living in these things built you know crafting their own yeah. buildings and things like that so um, the scale of these was really quite interesting. 
So in uh, Cairo, just kind of have a list of, of some of these here to start us off. Um, 262,000 people living in this. And it's it's called Garbage City. It's in uh, Manshiat Nasser. And it's... Um, is that their name for it or ours? Garbage City? Well, <laughs> like gar- Garbage City um, because it's like... <laughs> home to a lot of garbage collectors a lot of recyclers and that's something that you'll find in a lot of these slums they that's how they are able to make you know any type of income in a lot of these areas is they'll scrap a lot of shit um you said you said 2016 people 262,000 people and that's a small oh, one yeah um What's the square? Well, how big is the neighborhood? What's the square mileage? You know, or is it- I don't have it on this one, but on some of the others, I do. Bring up the video. I don't have a video for these. Oh, that beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Seat Soleil well, and Port-au-Prince, uh, Haiti. Um, Madison's population is like two hundred. 60, 70,000 yeah, people. Yeah, so imagine yeah, if that cares. was a slum made out of shanties. Yeah. That's dangerous as shit. Some of, the, some of these are, um, you get into Cape Town, South Africa, 400,000 to 1.2 million people in this slum. And basically, it was a bunch of uh, black workers that were exiled um and they had to they were displaced they had to go somewhere so that's how the slum <clears throat> came to be this isn't uh, that's, that's not an accurate count that though so, well, so, well I mean, imagine doing a I mean, census yeah. in a slum probably, yeah. you know probably fluctuate. i mean yeah this, i mean that's what i mean it's not I mean, right it's not, it's not a very accurate right you're saying a majority a of them do or well, a lot of these too. They, th- I, and pretty much all of these. There is kind of the official number, and a lot of them they say there's probably like double the amount of the people yeah. that are actually living there. We're in. Um, a lot of them are black laborers. That's how it started, and um, there are some yeah, really so interesting kind of gangs and like things in that who area. Had, who get you know they they travel to Dubai to work on some project, and then they get screwed over by their you know, foreman, and then right. they're indebted and they're stuck there. Right. Well, this is in South Africa, the one that I was just talking about. But the the Cairo one, definitely. Manila, Philippines, Tondo, Manila, Philippines, 600,000. Cairo. Why not that Cairo's in Egypt? It is. That's why I said yes, that was is, Egypt, the and then Africans, I said Cape Town. South is, Africa? Yes, South well, Africa. Egypt, okay, because so Cairo's at the top, and the Cape Town's at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, Manila, Philippines, Tondo, um, this sounds really lovely here. So in one area of the slum known as happy land, residents eke out a living by collecting chicken scraps from the garbage and boiling them to make a dish called peg peg for sale oh, to other destitute slum Wait, I dwellers. Like, I'm going to Google peg peg. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like that thing when bartenders jump out the drip mats into a glass and make someone drink it. So now Fucking we're, peg, peg, chicken we're mash. into India, uh, Dravi, Mumbai. Um, that's where Slumdog Millionaire was based off of. And this Has is kind of... ever seen that movie? 
I haven't seen it. No, have you guys? Teddy. No, I haven't seen it either. Nope. Mystic. Nah. So Mystic. this is where Mystic is conscious right now. Mystic, uh, Mystic, uh, are you there, Mystic? Yeah, he hasn't chimed in. Oh, he's eating. He's been gone for twenty. He's been gone for twenty minutes. Way to out him, Teddy. I can continue. Okay, so the, this is where it kind of gets into the interesting angle, and I found some cool articles about this. So in this one in Mumbai, um, residents work as potters, leather tanners, weavers, and soap makers. And um, annual sales are as high as $1 billion from this area, from this yeah. slum, slum area. The slum, yeah. Because they're basically, they're, their living spaces are in the factories. Uh, Mexico City, Wait. Neza, Mexico City, 1.1 million. We're getting bigger here. Uh, we've got Kiberia. This is in Nairobi, Kenya, 1.5 million. And then Karachi, Pakistan, Orangi Town, um, Pakistan, 1.5 million to 2.4 million people live there so huge massive okay, so said, massive areas you said you had a square footage for oh some okay of so so this one, one sure to... so this this one in uh karachi um 113 settlements on the outskirts of karachi uh spans some eight thousand acres what's acres to miles <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that's a area. So an acre, think of an acre. I've always been told an acre is kind of similar to like a football field-ish <clears throat> size. Well, this one might uh, help. So think so, of eight thousand football fields stacked together. Okay, so eight thousand acres is one point uh, is twelve point five miles. Okay, so all shacks. So that one was one point five to two point four million people. Damn, in 12 miles? That yeah. is fucking crazy. Well, this one in the Philippines, uh, Tondo, has a population density of 80,000 people per square kilometer. 80,000 people? <laughs> yeah, per square kilometer. So it's it's pretty intense. And a lot of times, you know, you, you well, hear about... Is, it, ups the, ups the, it ups the problems. You're probably going to fuck the cousin. <laughs> Yeah, there's a good chance. <laughs> being real. So in these yeah. areas, like, the thing too is like kids aren't going to school. Actually, they are. <laughs> you know, like, kids right. are going to school. A hard knocks. Yeah. Hey, just, Oracle. Yeah. Did you look up the Kowloon Walled City? No, I didn't look that one up. Oh, I well, saw this shame. thing, Teddy. Teddy, how big is six point four acres? Uh, let's see. Shit, I gotta go back to my shit. Boom, boom. So, six point four acres. In yeah, the, it was torn down eventually, but it was in Hong it, Kong. It's, uh, it's six point four acres is uh, is zero point zero one square miles. Mm-hmm. So there was fifty thousand people living in that big of an area. That's how big this fucking tenant here, was. Yeah, here, let yes. me bring yeah, up the picture here. Four hectare. Ah. You said there were how many people? 50,000 in 1990. Yeah, think of it like six football fields you know, arranged together. I've got a yeah, picture. It's supposed to be the most dense 
like li- uh, you know living. F- it was demolished in the early '90s, but it was the most dense fucking. That's living not city. dense. You always shitting at the same time in the same place. <laughs> that's how fast. Is that right. a picture of it? Yeah, that's a picture Holy of fuck. it. Holy fuck! Look at that. Oh, yeah. You know what that reminds me of? Uh, what do you call it? That um, Ready Player One. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like the, yeah. The trailer homes stacked together. So in these areas, um, things that we take for granted are in short supply. Well, pooping, and I'll get to that, but also water. Water is a big issue. And clean water. Yeah, Yeah, clean water is is an issue. And um, so... There are like water gangs. So this is in the uh, Kiberia one. This is the one. Water gang? Yeah, water gangs that control the water. So they're because that's the hottest commodity. Oh, you want water? Yeah, and unless if you have a connection with these gangs, you're not going to be selling water. And this one guy, you know, he's like, yeah, my pipes weren't working or whatever. And he sent out some kids to, like, trace his pipes to find, you know, what the deal was. And they found, like, a bunch of mattresses and rubber stuffed into his pipes to stop the Jesus. flow. Yeah, you know, so it, it's pretty... <laughs> so what, pretty the gang members did yeah, that? Yeah, the gang what? members did that because it's like, hey, you didn't, you know, where's our cut? You know, <laughs> for the protection. Right. Water. Yeah. So it, it's really vulnerable in terms You're of that. Too lazy to go trace the pipe himself. But f- now, to kind of take a look at like a different angle of this, there are some fascinating things because p- people are living in these areas and either they're entrepreneurs or they're like, hey, we're, you know. Aren't they all? Right, you have to be right. You have to be cutthroat and do whatever whatever (laughs) you can. (laughs) Yes, and so in this one, it seems like there's a lot of stuff going on um, in the Nairobi uh, slum here, where this one dude he's set up these toilets these like in indestructible toilets they're like <laughs> super yeah super porta potties but the, th- the thing is like all these toilets they have like water atms and things like that where you actually take like a prepaid card and you you go to get water and it, it's kind of like a franchise opportunity uh, I saw examples of this with like solar panels. So especially with solar becoming less expensive, they create the solar panels and then you kind of get it. It's almost like a Tupperware fucking club for solar panels or something where you get people in on this and then they are, you know, selling this in like a franchise thing. So there are, it seems like the, uh, especially with like foreign aid uh, drying up, a lot of countries that were sending money to these places aren't sending near as much money so they've had to improvise in order to uh you know try to improve these communities and um they did this this one um uh the huff post had this thing here where they actually found that many young children between like three and six were enrolled in private preschools in these slum areas 
So they're taking everything that they have, all the money that they can scrap together, and they're actually giving it to their kids so that they can go to these these schools and and try to get out of these slums, which was you know pretty pretty fascinating. And who's running the preschools? The gang members. <laughs> yeah, we're going to teach right, you how to how shove you know, mattresses too. into water pipes. <laughs> yeah. What do we do? With people steal water. We cut the broom. Twisted fucks. So there's this other one in Albania. So in Albania, um, they had this slum. And it was, you know, um, chaos, you know, post-Soviet block and everything. And what they were doing, what they ended up doing is all these people were going out and, and working in other countries. And they were sending money back. And then a lot of them would return. And they actually improved the slum so much like there was a lot of resistance in the beginning so much that it's actually one of the largest or fastest growing cities now and they have to deal with the central government and things like that which slum is this again so this one is um in albania's uh capital tirana Mm -hmm. into uh nearby kamza so kamza's where it's at and these people, they're like, fuck, man, you know, we're going to build this built up. Their own yeah, they built their own fucking city. They took their slum and they improved it um, into a city without the help of the government. They pulled uh, themselves up by their bootstraps. Right. Is what right. They yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is what they did. Yeah, pretty, pretty interesting kind of stories um, of, you know, the, these people dealing with what they have and just going for it, you know. Well, it also goes to show that, like, people are like, oh, what will happen if we have the civilization collapse? Like, oh, we have an EMP that we lose the Internet, you know? It's like, motherfuckers in the slums are like, whatever, we're just going to keep doing what we do. Right. Exactly. You know, there are people that have lived there their entire lives for 40 plus years or whatever. And they don't have no internet. Right. Yeah, they don't have internet. They don't need it. So I was looking into the U.S. and seeing like, okay, you know, are there slums in the U.S.? And some places showed up, but they wouldn't necessarily be considered slums. Yeah, Detroit. Yeah, slums in the U.S.? Only white person person will ask the question, are there slums in the U.S.? But not not to the scale that we're dealing with here. I mean, yeah, shitty-ass places or whatever. Really? Like Detroit, you can call it a... Yeah, Teddy, really. Right. I mean, it's... Uh, you can call the the police or whatever, or there's probably maybe not water that you can drink, but there's water being piped into your neighborhood <laughs> or whatever. That, so, means, that means you don't have drinking water, bro. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, but these slums don't even have plumbing. That's the thing, right. Teddy. Is like we're talking yeah, about you got a bucket. You got a bucket. Definitely shitty places uh, in the U.S. But the you most guys fa- got poisonous water, Teddy. What the fuck else you want? <laughs> <laughs> Not poisonous water, motherfucker. But the, the the most famous slum in the U.S., of course, was Five Points, which was um, oh, what Gangs yeah, of New right. York was based off of, and was in New York, yeah. and just you know, it was kind of 
uh, a bunch of Irish Im- immigrants. That was a, a lot of them that were in these gangs or whatever. It was bunch probably of angry mix. right, probably embellished. I'm sure you know for fiction or whatever. Right. Um, but I I pulled up some pictures here from Five Points. You know, and uh, yeah, it doesn't look like a very hospitable place. Uh, Pictures. There were illustrations back then, weren't they? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was all 1800s, so maybe it wasn't uh, straight photography. I don't know. What was that called before? Photos. There's a delay in what I'm seeing, so maybe some of those are photos. Right. Yeah, these are photos. So uh a bunch of irish dudes with like boards with nails in them standing in a fucking alleyway (laughs) people crammed (laughs) right i mean couldn't a lot of like western cities at the time you know the wild west and shit be considered slums none of them had plumbing and fucking Uh. That, well, yeah, you know what I mean? Slum in the sense that they were so sparse, they were small. Yeah, high de- small, high the density. Usually, where the density of poverty. Right. So and this was the. If I, were, if I were black back in any time before now, it would be a slum movie because I would be oppressed by you crackers. You you would be this uh, the guy here who is sitting on a barrel next to this woman that looks like either she's got monkey pox or she's been punched in the mouth. And I I think probably that look of discomfort on his face is probably the delay because back then when they took a photo you couldn't move. So he's sitting yeah, on this right. uncomfortable <laughs> like ass hour. barrel. <laughs> yeah, for like half an hour. <laughs> so yeah, there's really like well. Just a lot of um, it, one thing that we don't necessarily talk about us privileged folk that aren't living in in slums or whatever. We d- we don't talk about necessarily the industry us that modern it, poor people who have r- internet <laughs> right that exists <laughs> in these. So this one, um, this Duravi, it's a hub for of recycling and. So Mumbai is 21 million people. Most of that trash ends up in this slum. And rag pickers sort through the garbage and salvage plastic. And the day... Dubai is when when you salvage plastic, you're you're salvaging like Ferrari parts and shit in Dubai. Mumbai, Teddy, Mumbai. Mumbai. Yeah, Mumbai. sorry, my bad. My bad. So just just to give you an idea of what their their wage is, uh, three to five dollars a day. But that doesn't you know it doesn't sound great. But the pay is comparable that to those who make a living making the country's most much coveted and intricate sari fabric. And it means if you're doing that, you're working in a factory. Um, and it's probably uh, more uncomfortable than if you were you're so the doing junk this. Pickers are um, making about the same as those yeah. working in the factories, right? Right. In the fabric. You know, yeah. the thing is that uh, 
recycling comes down to that is like you still need human pe- people to figure out like to do the real separation to make mm-hmm. it profitable right yeah i i they've got things like water purifiers um so this unilever actually <laughs> so they're good they have a, a pure brand of water filter 24 dollars is a cheaper alternative than boiling water on a kerosene stove uh, they have dollars like, for this purifier. Yeah. And what is it like a Brita where you guys still got to buy a new filter every month? Yeah, Fuck, they can't. Well, I don't know. Month. I don't know how how often you have to replace it. But think about it. If you were a company or if you were an entrepreneur, there are one billion people living in these areas. So it is, you know. So what you're saying is corporations need to start selling them stuff. Right, right. There is a market <laughs> opportunity there. <laughs> there is Tell a market me, opportunity. <laughs> so yeah, um, I was just you know fucking chicken hearts. I, I was thinking about like you know some slums and things from just popular media or whatever that. Um, were kind of interesting and recently i was playing stray us people who have no experience with right no experience with slums about. and uh, <laughs> i i think pretty <laughs> much 90 percent of the towns and things in video games are portrayed as slums like you're like a cat going through a post-apocalyptic slum in stray did you play that fucking cat game did i did play that did. cat game it's a great game God fucking damn it as a cat owner, I have to play that you game, dude. Yeah. No, you cats, don't. Yes, I do. I, I have done everything, my, I've done everything in my power to stop my wife from seeing that that game exists. It is a I great game. I in my fucking house. The oh, best dude. thing about that game... <laughs> You're getting too entitled with your dogness. You, you, you get like you a little... You right I am. Your cat I'm gets this like little gonna... backpack... And the moment you put the backpack on the cat, it immediately falls on its side and cannot move. It's such a a great... Exactly. It's fucking retarded. It's made by cattle. Anybody who dresses up pets in clothes is a fucking psychopath. There's a lot of psychopaths out there. Give a shit. Don't worry, Teddy. You're a psychopath. Sing that to the dog. You know what? The people, the entrepreneurs who are selling cat clothes and dog Mm -hmm. clothes make it a killing. That's right. They are. Oh, stupid all you want. Somebody's making money. So there you have it. Yeah, Fucking slums. They're Fucking huge. Slums. And they're not the all bad. Too, that, like, we're making, <laughs> talking about slums. <coughs> What's the closest experience any of us have to slums? Like me I, buying I, some I mean, homeless people crack. Like that's probably the closest. <laughs> to, they really wanted to show me their slum. But after that adventure, you know, for like six or seven hours, I was like, I'm cutting my losses and quitting winners and getting out of here. <laughs> Actually, that's 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 a, a, a good uh, closing question here. Have you ever been in a slum or something that resembled a slum? In your travels, uh, I got to tour. Oh. I got to tour. Uh, I got to tour ghettos over in Italy. Mm, ghettos uh, in Italy. With, yeah, and uh, ghettos is, is uh, they call them ghettos because that's where they kept Jews, I believe. With the tour guy said, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I believe that's where they kept. Let me let me double check that. But yeah, it was, yeah. It, he called yeah. them ghettos. If it was well, a historical thing, and it wasn't actually right. It wasn't an active ghetto. Then yeah, it's not it is. <laughs> so. Yeah. At, Active for me probably would be like the outskirts of Tijuana. Uh, I ended up yeah. there on an adventure. Um, China, okay, yeah. like you'd 
kind of i never in like a, a slum area but highly populated very you know very dense i don't know what kind of stuff these people had it was very old school type thing so that's kind of like my experience and i didn't really spend any time in these mystic you ever been in a slum Nope. Well, fuck that. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, here you go. Uh, so, ghetto. Uh, communities a... for me. <laughs> Whatever, bro. <laughs> I guess, like, I've been uh, in, like, the stinkiest alley in, uh, I've ever experienced in the world was in Detroit. Like, I was in down some of the... So, I wouldn't call it slums. It was abandoned. But there wasn't... There weren't, like, many homeless people living there. You'd see a few here and there, but... Mm. Uh, man, you could tell this one, it was like a piss alley for the whole world because <laughs> yes. you're, you're all assholes. I got a great photo out of it. But, yeah, okay. Okay, so going back to the ghetto thing, um, when I looked it up, it's, uh, yes, it says uh, the definition of ghetto is a part of a city, uh, especially a slum area occupied by a minority group, a historical, uh, the Jewish quarter in a city. Were so, there like, the people war, the there? Warsaw ghetto. So yeah, mm-hmm. were, there, were there poor yeah, people there? Yeah, that's what they used to, to call them. Mm-hmm. They, that's what they usually that's what they call that part of the town but when you mm-hmm. went to it on this trip was there like a bunch of poor people there like we're living in the ghetto or was it like this or, there, there were people, here buy this no, t-shirt there were, there were people living there but but back in back in world war ii times it was called yeah. the ghetto because uh, it was, mm-hmm. okay but so they was now a, airbnbs and stuff? yeah it was weird it was weird <laughs> yeah it wasn't airbnbs <laughs> <laughs> You can make some money, but I, it, was, it was weird because I'd only heard the term ghetto over here talking about ghettos, like ghettos in Detroit, mm. ghettos like like black city, like uh, black areas and cities of ghettos. Right. And then when I when I got over there to Europe and I heard like this is like, like what the, they had ghettos too. How yeah, ghettos. What they did stole I learn? That okay, from my for the true state and shit. And like, okay, I get it. That's a, and that's where I remember where, where the term ghetto came from. So, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, fuck y'all. All fuck right, y'all. It was an it was an experience with Teddy. Fuck you, crackers. Let's go. Keep moving. Okay, next up we have Teddy with his dad. Thanks, dad. <laughs> my dad. So yeah. I, I have been um oh, Jesus Christ. I have been listening to music. Um so my dad used to me, uh, he 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 listened to Earth Wind and Fire, Michael Franks to Korea, uh, Al Jarreau. Um and, and so I've been listening to this music with my son. And it's kinda it's it's just fun doing it. And like I learned it from my dad. And so thank you, Dad. We love you. You know, I'm passing Boom. the torch. Boom. There you have it. Yeah. Earth Mystic. Wind and Fire is awesome. Make the kids listen to it. Sandman. What? Sandman. Oh, Sandman. Sandman. Go. Go. Yeah. It's a good show. Check it out. It's adapted from Neil Gaiman's uh, seven series fucking whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was it called. Gra- graphic it, novel. Guess, it, it was graphic the Sandman, right? Yeah. So, yeah. what did they do right here that they did wrong with fucking? Um, what was that other one? I already forgot the goddamn American name of it. Gods. Yeah, American Gods. Oh, it, it was nothing like the book. The one. Yeah, the book was what? awesome. I don't know. The show the was just was cheesy awesome. as hell. Was that on American Netflix Gods, as well? Yeah, was that on Netflix as well? Stars. No, stars. Stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just um they they stuck close enough to the source material to appease the fanboys like Teddy. Mm-hmm. But they they strayed far enough off of it with the effects that it's it's really cool. Mm. Um, 
It's a fucking. It's like <clears throat> I don't know what the budget for this shit was. Mm-hmm. But the fucking gra- the the effects on this were fucking nuts. Hmm. Like they were really cool. Um. And in the stories, well done. They, they, like I just. It's fucking good all around. It's just a good show. So I watched this weird show as fuck. I watched the whole show in one day doing housework because, like, I, I hadn't, I didn't read the comic, but I was, I, I want to read the comic now because, mm-hmm. like, I, yeah. How much fucking housework were you doing? Is this like a, is that like eight hours or what? Yeah, it was like eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> housework takes fucking time. <laughs> it was like four hours of housework. I've been doing like housework for fucking ever. It feels like okay, don't don't bust my bubble. But it was a, and I watched the whole series in one in one day. Okay, yeah, that's was, a lot of time. I, yeah, I, and I I was embarrassed. I was off that day. I was embarrassed, but it was a good show. <laughs> I, I really want to read the source <laughs> material. Embarrassed. I, was embarrassed. I almost I I'm not I've a never comic book fan, so I feel like the show is better. Because <laughs> it's you know it's not how I envisioned it when I read the comics, but it was it was so cool the, shit. So after all this promotion shit, the Sandman is on Audible, but mm. being a graphic novel, I, I don't know how it's going to play on Audible. So I'm, right. I'm, I'm kind of curious. Really? Some, yeah, it would be yeah. kind of weird. So mm. I have some credits. I'm going to look it up and see, look at the different versions, see what I can get, and and yeah, do it that just way. Buy, it's not, just buy the it's fucking not a, volumes. Buy, Mm-hmm. Right. Like, how much text could they possibly have in a graphic novel? Yeah, it's not you know? a ton. It's more in this because it's Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's still not a ton. Right. Well, I'm gonna. I'll have to check it out because my Carolyn re-upped our Netflix so she could watch her fucking British midwives Make show. Off? Oh man. Well, that's the thing. What's hey, the hey, hey, that? hey, that's how hey, you make the hey, compromise. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, you're married now. Suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> you have to make compromise. Suck it up. <laughs> this is why I have a second TV, so I can do whatever I want with the TV. This is why I have four TVs, so I can do whatever I want. Step the game up. Let's go. Alright, next up we have Ashtray with Dan Carlson, the live music geek. Uh yeah, so uh, this is one of those uh, random encounters after the fucking what could have been my fuck what you think that shitty uh, wedding situation I had where I was up in the uh, rooftop getting rain heavily misted I should say to put it politically correct um, and at the misted. at the end of the uh, gig I put um, or I went to, oh, across with the Stay straight to the old Ian's Pizza and got in line next to this. I don't know. He kind of looked like a like a baby face uh, door. Hey, Cali. But we, uh, whatever. I was bitching about uh, the gig I just got done with, and he's commenting about how he works with live music stuff too. Blah blah blah. You know, we're kind of commiserating. And anyways, one of those where initially I'm like, okay, this guy wants to keep talking to me, but. Uh, then when he actually started sharing the story, because I was just there just to have some pizza at, you know, one in the morning, um, he does, like, audio work, and you see this picture that I just posted in the outline. Mm -hmm. Um, like, he's a musician himself, but he, he does, he, like, this is how he makes his living, actually, is he sets up these 
And he's like, yeah, he's like, I work for these bands, you know, they're like, they're big enough to be in LA. They're not like huge, but they're mm-hmm. like a couple of them are like these, you know, emo rock bands where he helps them set up these um, live redundant rigs where it's like two laptops hmm. running, um, you know, this, you know, Ableton Live mm-hmm. in synchronicity. And like he hooks all the hardware up and connects the software so that if it's got something like a 0.6 millisecond delay that like it's imperceptible if say one of the laptops were to just go dead mm. and the audio card tied to it as well like or or it hiccuped or something and that the um the actual software that he then has that with, with the system that then ties that audio together which tells and is monitoring the status of both these laptops and the sound cards and constantly monitoring the signal itself and and whenever it perceives there is a glitch or a hiccup it pivots to the other one so that it's imperceptible if you were to say snag the usb cord from one of them hmm. in a wow. live performance this seems like a very very specialized system that he's got going yes here. and the thing is like one and like him talking with me too it's kind of one of those scenarios where he like he actually kind of went out of his way to keep talking to me. And he's like, well, you know, he's like, it's like a rare. He even said, he's like, you know, you know, it's hard to fucking meet people in, in real life anymore these days. It feels like blah, blah, blah. But then when he was telling me what he do, I'm like, oh, shit, this guy actually, like, does some interesting fucking stuff. And I'm like, glad mm-hmm. I actually, like, kind of tolerated him keeping talking to me when I was, my feet were tired and shit. Mm-hmm. He well, me did he come or what? Well, no, I came actually because when he showed me these pictures, I was like totally impressed. God damn it! And knowing how, like, when I have a problem, because part of it, like, I started this conversation because I was bitching about how that the processional song for the bride at this gig I had was a dud, like, like sine wave. It was like a patient with no heart. Ooh. (laughs) So So what happened? What happened? Oh, so what happened was I had to tactfully try to fade back into the initial wedding party processional song and then have to go profusely apologize to the bride and um, basically do damage control immediately. You know, like, I just met these people. And the the special song that that was loaded that they gave my boss to load. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh man! So the oh, yeah. the no, sound file. Oh, no. So was the sound file fucked up, or was your equipment fucked up? <laughs> sound file. Oh, okay. Sound file where it's like in the software, you can see like there's no there's no squiggle to the way. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that was kind of like. So what was I was it their fault? It was their fault. Well, they sent. They this, gave it to you. They mm-hmm. gave a YouTube link or whatever to my boss, and now these, you know, those YouTube whip, rip programs. Mm. I'm sure, part of it is YouTube just figuring oh. out clever ways to circumvent right. them. Because yep. my boss has said that. Because I had to call him, I'm like, "This is a fucking duck. You know, like I'm right yeah. in the middle of the ceremony. I'm hiding underneath my gear, right? <laughs> While the ceremony's going on, because my boss starts calling me back, and I'm like, "Fucking, I'm shitting my pants here." Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. That story is what got me talking to this guy. And so he's talking about how he sets up these rigs. So it's like you, this is for live shows where it's like, if you fuck something up or you snag a cord or something like Mm -hmm. the other laptop, boom, takes over. Yeah. Well, that still wouldn't have saved you. You would have had two copies of a fucking blank audio file. Exactly. In my scenario. But that led to him 
talking to me and my what's sexy basically is that like you never know when you're gonna meet someone like way more interesting than you initially think they are yeah um and uh yeah like when you start showing me pictures and stuff i'm like damn that's some impressive gig like rig work it's like yeah. for live shows and he's like yeah so he's like the bands i work for you know sometimes it's like i if you really want me to troubleshoot you like a, a plane ticket out to la that's like 750 bucks damn <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to try to talk to it through the phone, or he's like, I know a few people who are in the area yeah. who may be able to help you. So he's like the extended car warranty guy of music. Well, he, he like, he <laughs> but he actually like, does music. stuff. <laughs> and I've been a musician, but he's like, I'm, I, I've resigned myself, and I'm, and I love because I'm such a geek. He said, like, mm-hmm. I love being kind of like I'm the guy who's going to be there, and I'm going to make your shit work, and it's going to work to the best of my abilities, and um, yeah. You know, like it'll be flawless. Well, that yeah, that's got to be a huge peace of mind um, for those bands. That's cool, especially when you're traveling, like touring, right? And like you said, the bands he works for—they're the opening bands. They're the bands who are like big enough to be out in LA, but they also like they have to get their shit up there, set up. So where fast, does he fucking live? Down. He lives here in Madison. He's uh, moving soon to Denver. His mm. wife is like a professor or something. So he just builds these for them and they just take it with them, right? Like he doesn't like babysit it for them. Like he just builds them. Well, room. he probably, I'm sure it, it sounds like he all, he does, you know, tech support and whatnot and, um, you know, troubleshoots. And that's why I was saying like sometimes, yeah, they do have to fly him out there if he can't talk them through it over the phone. Yeah. Um, but he said his philosophy too is like to build the most efficient and redundant rig that's simple like you can wheel it on if you look at that picture mm-hmm. like wheel it right on stage there mm-hmm. it's got to hook up a number you know a certain number of cords power it up and like it's ready yeah. to go and then you got to take it off because the main gig or you know the headliner like you know they want you off the stage mm-hmm. right <laughs> oracle do you remember the first show we played in sync room that band Partly cloudy that played with us. Yeah, like the guy, the sound guy couldn't hook their fucking keyboard up. Right. Like he, the sound guy was like acting like it was some exotic piece of fucking machinery. Like it hadn't been around for fucking hundreds (laughs) of years. Like Like the piano, like like it's just yeah. Like all he needed was just like it, it was an XLR. Right. XLR yeah, this is not fucking, you know alien technology. Con- yeah, dude. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and like he's like, you guys don't have anything complicated, do you? I'm like, no. <laughs> well, guitar yeah. and vocals, I guess. Like, I don't. You I know, mean, the the best bands like a fucking bowl scraper or whatever. They just fucking go out there and rip, and it sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Feel that shit in and fucking plug it in. Yep. All right. Next up, we have me not freaking out, sort of. Um, so I, I was, I was having a rough, rough class. I was teaching a class on um, Monday night, and somebody, one of the students who was normally a, a great student, um, she clearly had a beef with I don't know with her life or with me, and just kind of. You know, my this is an English class, so there's a lot of conversation that's happening, and it wasn't happening, and it was just kind of torpedoing the the whole thing. So I'm just like, you know what? So is she just being uh, obstinate or what? Yeah, pretty much. So I'm just like, okay. Can I, can I ask what her original 
language is so I can get a sense of the accent. Wow, it was it was he it's Spanish. But what? Spanish. Spanish. Okay. Right. But the, you know, at a certain point, I'm like, hey, this isn't working for you guys. This isn't working for me. And it was a, it was a tough grammar lesson. And I'm like, let's just call it quits for tonight. 20 minutes in. I'm just like, let's, let's pull the plug. And I, I was worried. I was, and I was, you know, I was really fucking pissed off. And they might give you a bad, like, Zoom review. Well, whatever. I don't care about that. But, we went back the next yeah, day and it was fine. Everything was fine. And we, we talked about it. it as like, and I was like, you know what? You guys are having a tough time. I was having a tough time. I just stopped the class and, uh, everything's been great since. So it actually worked out. And I, I think in other yeah. times in my life, I would have just been like super fucking like super duper angry and uh like fucking thrashing not gonna do it right shutting it down (laughs) right so uh, my wife learned that shit quick dude with inner city kids i'm sure oh dude i i wouldn't be able to handle that job white teacher right like she's the white one that they respect yeah i wouldn't be able to do that she's got to be extra black (laughs) yeah yeah plus i'm super white so it, it wouldn't work out well so so I forget these classes now. Is this part of your old job? Still? Yeah, this yeah this is part of my old job. So because are you, are you basically just still doing that part time, or you just yeah it's part time. Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's it's part time. Well, they when had you start selling uh, hot tub insurance. <laughs> well, they they had uh, a teacher that lasted for like two months that didn't do shit. Okay. Um, yeah, and that didn't work yeah, out. So did you get any more uh, uh, you know details on what eventually happened? Uh, I kind of think she had another thing. She was waiting for the universities to start their s- semester. And then she was going to oh, go do that. Not your mom, not your milk. What a great fucking... So she was just uh, like, kind of like, oh, I got another gig and just kind of right. whoosh away. Exactly. Yep. Well, she tried to stay on and they're like, no, fuck you. We're we're moving on here. We got to get somebody in place. Somebody who can actually fucking do the job. Right. So, yeah, that actually worked out. Um fucking it. And uh, just a little consternation was all. How old was she again? 84? <laughs> no, she was oh, in her geez, 60s right? or something like that. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know how to use a computer. I don't, well, you fucking signed on to do a computer job. <laughs> it's like me going, yeah, right. going to <laughs> right. be like a fucking truck driver or something and be like, oh, yeah. never drove one of these yeah. before. Guess we'll see not what happens. At, not even having a regular license. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, I've never driven a car. Even. Um, yeah, right. But here, you, you want me to pick up school children? I'll drive this bus. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, next up, uh, we're moving on to the fuck what you think, where we poke your dog in the eye and piss in its <laughs> asshole. First yeah, up, we have. <laughs> first, we have Mystic with fuck algorithms. Fucking algorithms. So, I'm on YouTube a lot at work because my job is easy as shit. You um, lucky son of a bitch. It's <laughs> no. It's a constant barrage of bullshit, but it's easy. Anyway, 
So I'm on YouTube watching. I, I watch like one video that's like, oh, the scariest thing on the internet. You know what I mean? Like the top five scariest things on the internet. Mm. Now every fucking suggestion oh, yeah. is some <laughs> bullshit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mixed in with like, yeah. mixed in with scariest like some beach video that I watched. Some dude was walking along the beach in the fucking Azores or some shit. You know what I mean? Like. Now I'm getting like beach videos from fucking all over the world. Like I don't get, dude. What the fuck? Get yeah, out of yeah. here! Stop <laughs> right. trying to sell me shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Type in hysterectomy. <laughs> <laughs> See how well your search engine fucking always goes down. You'll fucking never go back to YouTube. <laughs> well, type in anyway. Fuck algorithms. Yep. Fuck algorithms. So if actually. I think this is kind of in the zeitgeist right now. People are talking about like social media, the damaging effects of this and algorithms and things like that. Do you think that we just go back to like pre-algorithm MySpace days? No, we can't. Probably. It's irreversible now because the algorithm gives anyone an advantage who uses them. You can't like, no Mm. company's going to be like, we won't. We're going to be altruistic and never use the algorithms. Mm-hmm. Ain't going to work. Right. I mean, yeah, right. it's, it's, we live in a time where anybody <clears throat> can get their own opinion 24 7. Mm-hmm. So it's right. Just, and you're not. So, yeah. No. Well, not only that, I but agree it's like. Actually, well, it's, um, I think, just. It is a nat- like It's a natural result of the algorithms trying to give you what you want. Right. Yeah. Well, if your listeners and viewers, if your algorithm brought you to the Red Eye Report, you really need to reflect on. Yeah. You need to think about your life (laughs) (laughs) because I don't know what you got going on. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a similar The only reason this podcast is cool because nobody listens to it. Exactly. Get the fuck out of here. (laughs) All right. Next up. Ashtray moving. Cry, cry, cry. Yeah. I've been moving for three months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even, even with the movers. Even though the movers oh, were, that's uh, right. You had movers that came in to go a block were, down the street. You had we're movers awesome. that you didn't pay for. <laughs> the, um, yeah. But it's kind of like, <laughs> instead of the, uh, well, the problem was that all the uh, labeling I did, for what boxes should go in what rooms is all in vain because the previous tenants um, had told the new landlord that they weren't going to be out till Sunday. And so the landlord had to schedule the cleaners for Monday morning, the day I was moving in. And uh, then he found out three weeks prior that, oh, they'd been moved out. They just hadn't quite finished up some of the minor cleaning and they're like well you could pay us to leave you know beastly be out early and he's just kind of like leave motherfucker like he couldn't reschedule the, the way madison is everybody moves at the same time mm-hmm. so you can't reschedule cleaners at this time of year and so i had to move in while the cleaners were still cleaning so well, i had two rooms i could start moving stuff into and so it's kind of like you know the chaos of having everything packed up i mean it's nice it's it's the shortest period of time to have to move my shit especially the heavy stuff but now it's still all just in 
mishmashed. You know, it's not in the right spot. It sucks. Mm. It always sucks. It's kind of the dumbest thing humanity has ever come up with. And usually, because back in the old days, people only moved <clears throat> when other mean motherfuckers came in and started murdering people. Right. Otherwise, you didn't move. You know, What's you could solve that by just living in a slum. And then you wouldn't have to worry about it. <laughs> you just, You're if right. you need to expand, you just take some sheet metal, you find it in the fucking scrap yep. heap, man. You put that shit up there. You're, You're right. fucking oh, man. good, man. You poop, I think you poop of that. in a hole. Yeah. According to all the other rednecks in the state, Madison is a slum. Oh, <laughs> well, what? Well, this is where they big city slums. Yeah. This is where they send all their uh, crazies and stuff, yep. you know, like, or the people that don't have any psychi- psychiatric services to, they send them to Madison. They send or them Milwaukee, to Madison? Sure. Well, well, you know, it's not just a Madison problem, but like, you know, San Francisco and mm-hmm. other big cities have it where like small Who's counties. Who's sending them to Madison? Send... Fucking George yeah. Soros or what? No, no, no. The, well, people like, not George Soros, but I'm talking about like. The, uh, or I, was, uh, I was thinking of Joe or Pyle, you know, like this, the sheriffs are just like, we ain't gonna fucking want to deal with this mentally incapacitated hooligan. Like, let's give him a one way ticket out of jail straight to Madison. He mm. can find himself some homeless services and support there. We'll They'll give him one of those mini trailers. Speaking of slums, have any of you all seen a, t- a tent city in real life? Yes. Not yeah. like a the big first- one. Yeah, not like not a huge like migrant camp, but Dude, the first um, time I saw Tent City was was on my way to a cruise ship in New Orleans. Like all these hmm. tents under like under overpasses as I'm on, as I'm on the freeway going to my cruise ship. It hmm. was the weirdest fucking experience. Well, yeah. Do you think that was um, Katrina related, or do what you think it was? This was like two or three years ago. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, then that's just it's a standard that, homeless encampment. It was I. I had. I was like, "Holy shit!" That's like there's this there's this park here in East Wash where it was getting like that, where it was like, "Damn!" Like that was a park, and now it is a tent city here in yeah, uh, Madison. There's a couple of like, them like that. Here. Getting close to a hundred tents. Yeah, there's one here in Nashville. The, the, uh, the, like that's like, where it's like this ain't a festival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the cops can't really do. I mean, they. They well, the cops just shit, you know? the cops just can manage the oh, perimeter the and try to keep, like, basically keep the chaos from spilling out. But at the same time, right. they right. passed all here in Nash- they passed all here in Tennessee. Um, it, it's a where it's illegal. These ten cities like, started like, the mm-hmm. pandemic here. Public property. Well, yeah, and like a super liberal place like Madison, I'm sure they really can't do anything. I mean, that's what really that's what happened oh, in San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that place is fucked. Yeah, where there's like, well, I guess we'll let you poop where you may. Right. <laughs> there's an app that tells you where the poop is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, what's happening? Okay. That is fucked up. Yes, it is. Next up, we have yes. Teddy with PETA takes on Starbucks. <clears throat> okay, so I'll put a picture. Oh, I'll put a picture of the messenger. Mm-hmm. The messenger here. How about so this video? White people. Today, a group of protesters um, took a crazy. stance out. Uh, uh, and it, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of offensive. They get the one black guy. West, yeah, a West End. You guys have been down the street. So the story is, uh, Peta, uh, they wore rubber boots and, and submitted themselves. And they, they put on rubber boots and put themselves in cement, uh, tied police tape around themselves. Uh, there's a picture of messenger and plus the video. 
uh, they were protesting the upcharge of non-vegan, uh, I'm sorry, of, of vegan milk uh, at Starbucks. Because uh, Starbucks uh, uh, charges up to 90, 90 cents more for vegan milk. Um, well, yeah. And they were they were protesting it. Um, every picture of the milk, soy milk, nothing, nothing that has to do with, with milk. cows. Yeah, not milk, right? Yeah. Yes. So it's hard um, to process. Yeah. So the funny thing is the picture. The picture I put up in Messenger. Uh, I don't really bring it up in the in the thing here. Um, but <laughs> every picture is of this chick. Uh. You always see you always see the couch the chick with the cow pants on, fucking with her side up. All right, let me bring this up here. Yeah, it's 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 pretty fucking. <laughs> oh yeah. Like it's uh, it's like you only see. <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy. It is, there's a reason why, but. <clears throat> oh the, shit. The fact that, that white people are protesting the upcharge of of vegan milk at Starbucks. Um, there was there was a protester across the street. Uh, white people a white protest guy. anything. Yeah, a white guy. Because we're all, we're in the privilege to complain. Real, uh, that, that, I mean, that's my fucking problem. You're you're protesting a ninety cent upcharge at a place that you choose to go to get coffee. You can make your own coffee at home. Well, yeah, you can make your own coffee, and also if you go to the grocery <laughs> store, fucking soy milk is more expensive than dairy milk. Yeah, because it's Wait, harder it's to process. <laughs> right, it's harder to extract milk from something <laughs> that doesn't have it, milk. I didn't <laughs> know. I think almond this. milk is so expensive. I did. I didn't know that. I, I thought it was white people like protesting. I said, "That's right." Yeah, well, I mean, they're protesting an upcharge because they want it to be fair. But, but the it's stupid. Isn't. Yeah, it's uh, the economics, economics are not isn't fair. Yeah, that's the thing. Like this. Like, right. It's not because you're vegan, you dumb fuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. why is PETA even? Why? Why are they? <laughs> I mean, they had some chance uh, that I tried to remember uh, for the show, but I've been drinking, so I can't remember them. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, but it, it was just white PETA people. is it, weird, man. Okay, so here's, the thing, weird. here's the thing, though. It, it shut down a major, a major street in, in Nashville. Uh, 12, 12 police responded. Twelve cop cars responded to the. Really? Hey, Grandpa, turn your fucking volume down. What the fuck is going on? Anyway, 12 cop cars responded to the situation. Uh, they shut it down. So, Ashtray and Oracle, I took you all down this road. Uh, uh you know, remember that park we went to where they had the park yeah. on? Yeah. Like other park on? Badass. That we drove down to get to that. Mm -hmm. That's what they shut down. Okay. Because of the and, that, and, and, and had we kept going past the park, we would have gone straight to that part as well. So that, that's how significant uh, of the road they shut down. Um, yeah. But yeah. For, uh, they seriously for shut down a road to protest vegan milk upcharge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, they did. They're, they're oh, protests. here I thought it was just some news story. I didn't realize that, that is in your town literally, in Nashville. That wow. is literally the white. Yeah, this is Nashville. This yeah. is in Nashville yeah. of all places. Yeah. Here I thought this was some like in Fresno. Fucking no, you drove down that road to get to that park. Yeah, yeah. Nashville's pretty progressive, huh? It well, is. Nashville is a Nashville is a blue more spot in the red state. Sure. Yeah, it's a blue yeah. spot in the red state. I've heard comedians say that like they Milwaukee. like Nashville because it's kind of a you know you get 
a good even mix of progressive and mm. conservative. Right. Yeah, I could audience. see that. Yeah, it's exactly and like also a bunch of bridesmaids that want to get smashed. Daisy, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah, we had like the number two spot for for bright. For like, right. What's the uh, number one spot? Vegas. I think I think it's Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we, if, if we're not number one, we are we are close. We're, yeah. We're definitely number two. Na- Nashville's definitely number better. Every every time I, I go to fly out of Nashville, I see Vegas being see number one for men. Yeah. 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 Every time I go to fly out of Nashville and I see some bitches coming in with like cowboy hats and boots on, I'm like. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> shit. Thank God. <clears throat> uh, oh, I mean, you're lying. Um, like, it was something like 40% of all women as we just cr- drove down that strip were in Daisy. Your Oracle, for your wedding, at, we're going to the airport for your wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, your wedding took place uh, over CMA in Nashville. And I was so goddamn grateful. I was like, holy shit, we're missing CMA. Oh. Yes. I don't have that's to like a huge. Yeah, I never thought yeah. of that. Yeah. That's like I living in Madison here. None of that shit. That's like living here with Harleys every year they have their little yeah. fucking their fucking Harley anniversary. It's coming up, bro. It's I just had up. my friend text like, Oh, it's really cool. CrossFit right there through the line industry. That's really neat, oh, Craig. God. It's really interesting to see on TV. I'm like, yeah, when you gotta drive yeah. past that motherfucker to work every week, every day of the week. Fuck that shit. Fuck Join the call. <laughs> Fuck you, because bikers are awesome. Okay? All right. Yeah. Finally, we have no. me with goddamn internet. So I just moved God. into this place, and um, yeah, everything what, was no good. fiber. Well, no fiber. Had to use cable internet, which is fine. You know, it, it was okay. And um, I had this interview or whatever. Internet was working fine. One hour before my interview, the fucking internet goes down. Like nothing, Whoa. no connection, nothing. Whoa. So I'm just like, fuck. Like in my mind, I'm just like, am I going to like drive to a library or something? Am I, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. do I go to Taco <laughs> John's? Yeah. What do I do here? And fortunately I had a good enough signal where I could do a hotspot off of my phone and it was fine. But it was kind of like a little bit of a pucker moment where it's just like, oh, shit. I, like, I seriously don't have fucking internet. This is not like a reset your your modem kind of deal. Uh, <laughs> it's just not coming through. So, um, yeah, that worked out. But it, the one time that I've had an outage because I'm, use, I'm streaming tentacle porn 24-7 and it's been solid. 24-7? You know, yeah, it's been solid the what whole time. What do you have? What's what's the speed? So, well, this is also kind of goes into the fuck what you think. So, I'm going through Spectrum, which is my only choice out here, and they're like, "Oh, you know, download speeds three hundred up to three hundred megabytes megabits per second. Okay, you can do five hundred or whatever." And I hook it up, and I have a direct connection into my computer, and it was actually over three hundred which is more than enough for me for a download. I'm like, okay, right on. Fucking white, pri- white privilege. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm supposed to get up to 1.2 gigs. And yeah. I get like 400 when I'm hooking 
Yeah, that, that's some bullshit. And then I check my say. upload speed, and it's pegged at like 11 and a half, no matter where I go. And I go on their website, and I start looking through this stuff, and at no place on their website do they have anything listed about the upload speed. So I think their upload's just dog shit. It's enough for, for what I need, but, you know... It's um, you know they they it's tout cheap. like the three hundred. What you're saying? Yeah. If you get that job, are you going to be working on site or? Uh, yeah, hybrid, remote? hybrid. And oh, the internet right isn't on. shit here. Like it, it's perfectly capable. Um, right. If I was like streaming multiple things at one time or whatever, then maybe I'd have to worry about it. But you the yeah. whole fuckers you think about how how the air is shit. Well, you know, also the show is about, it's about slums where people have to, people have to shit in a fucking plastic bag in Mumbai, Teddy, so, you know, I'm doing all right. Don't try to turn this around for slums, okay? Don't try to bring this shit in a circle. It's not going to work. It's not going to fucking work. Okay, well. That's it. That's our show. Go fuck yourself. Um, Spectrum Internet. And uh, we're going to be here every Wednesday or Thursday night at 10 p.m. Central. Make sure you join the conversation at TheRedEyeReport.com or Facebook.com slash RedEyeReport. We don't have a Twitter, so go fuck yourself. And we definitely don't have a TikTok. Like us, share us, fuck us. We're down for whatever. I'm Oracle. This is the entry. I missed it. <laughs> he still doesn't know. Somebody first put off, a question mark. Ah. Yeah, first off, Wu Tang for life, and I'm Teddy. <laughs> Boom. And this is the Red Eye Report. Wu-Tang.